I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. Jackson and Joe Polish, and the one and only, the Joe original. Polish. Yes, we are here. We are here to to serve, Dean. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know what came over you at the beginning of last call. We, because we I said my name great. First. We had our first interview with with Gary Vaynerchuk. We had our first guest. We we invite him to our home. We invite him to our home, our I Love Marketing home, and then we've started. Ten episodes in a row. Hey, everybody, it's Dean Jackson and Joe Polish. And then what do you do the very first time we have a guest? I say my name first because we, we are we going to go back into that Batman and Robin thing again? Exactly. Yeah, do we have to establish some status here? Like, again, I mean, we've already gone through this. and I mean, I think it's kind of. <laughs> no, it you know what? Funny, I, it was funny. Who knows? But anyway, let's talk about the call because we got so much good stuff to talk about from from <laughs> the call, from what he talked about. And, yeah. you know, because you and I, you know, here we are. We were up in Toronto together uh, when we were uh, when we did that call. So we're at my house and we're uh, I'm upstairs on one phone line. Joe's downstairs on another phone line. And, um, you know, and then we, we spent a lot of time talking about it afterwards, didn't we? I mean, it's kind of a. You know, it's an interesting perspective, and Gary is a fascinating guy. I mean, he's, there's no doubt the guy's a genius. He's been right about a lot of things. He's done some incredible things with his his business and and becoming very famous. And um, you know, it, it, it's a different kind of um, work style than what maybe you and I have. Yeah, totally. Well, definitely what you have because you, you know, between you and Dan Sullivan, the founder of Strategic Coach, I mean, you two are probably the most balanced, you know, individuals that I know that take a tremendous amount of free time while simultaneously creating tons of value in the world for lots of people, um, making lots of money and, you know, just all the way around continually staying on the cutting edge of what works, uh, in, in business and, and, and what doesn't. And, uh, you know, being teachers at the same time as running a business, you know, it's, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, um, have big businesses, but don't really teach other people kind of what they do and how they do it. Um, you know, whereas you and Dan Sullivan actually do. And so you have different work styles, whereas Gary Vaynerchuk, again, very successful guy, uh, very well known, uh, putting a lot of great information out there. And he's like, you know, a maniac when it comes to work, self-admittedly. <laughs> he's, he's on, you know. Well, he, he admitted it right on the call, working 14-hour days and seven days a week and doesn't need vacation and loves what he does. And that's a... Uh, you know, for, for a guy like that, it's, you know, how I'll use a word that he always says, that's his, his DNA. That's his DNA is that he's a hustler and he, he works just like that. Yep. And so, you know, we've had a lot of interesting comments, uh, um, 
one person that goes by the name of Apples, um, who has commented on our blog, um, you know, has said a lot of interesting things. Some that I don't really per se think uh, uh, resonate with me. In terms, you know, I'm of looking like, at all these comments. I, I think what we I want to just say something too about all these comments, and and I think everybody should know that we allow 99.999% of all of the comments that come uh to to the i love website so the one the only ones that we delete are ones that are uh obviously spam or just self promotion links that aren't contributing to the conversation that says something so you know a lot of people say well why don't you just you know turn people like that off and I, I I think that it's good for it's a it's a good healthy discussion to have disparate opinions and I think that I, I feel good about allowing them and I feel good about um, you know seeing the conversations that it starts up and I don't really think he's sort of being uh, disrespectful or or anything like that he hasn't kind of crossed that line but what I'm going to say to uh, to Mr. Apples is, you know, I'm looking at this comment page for this particular episode, for episode 10, and, you know, there's like 28 or 30 comments here, and there's only one person on this whole page who is anonymous. And so, you know, I don't know. There's just something, you know, you look at, like, we've got uh, Lynn Brown here, we got Jordy with their picture, we've got me, we've got you, we've got John, we've got people people having a conversation. So I I appreciate everything that, that uh, Apples says, but I think I'm going to say, you know, step up and, and be a man, be a person, you know, be a person. Don't hide behind the uh, anonymity. Yep, exactly. Uh, and, and, and we've even discussed maybe even making the comments where people literally can only comment if they um, if they do really identify themselves as a real person for the sole reason that we don't want I Love Marketing to become, uh, you know, the, the Internet in the, in the, the anonymous way it can very much with discussion boards and with posts and comments could have a lot of things that I think happen on YouTube posts where people are just vicious and say insane things and it, and it can become a cesspool for cynics. And yeah. the last thing we ever want to have happen is have the discussions become very negative or people just, you know, rant because no one knows who they are. And yeah, we yeah. certainly don't, uh, like, like you had said, Dean, I mean, I, if anyone disagrees with us or wants to, you know, have a, uh, you know, any sort a of bantering back and forth, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're all for it, but we just don't want idiotic comments and things up there because right. it doesn't serve anyone. And if they're totally offensive or totally over the top, uh, we'll remove them. Um, but at yeah. the same time, you know, it, it's not me and me and Dean, you know, definitely have thick skin. I mean, we can handle a lot yeah. of stuff. It's just we want this to be a really active, valuable community for people. And I always go back and forth. You know, you look at guys like Seth Godin, who doesn't even allow comments on his blog. I look, at, he, our, I look at our buddy Tim Ferriss with He's yep. got a healthy comments section on his blog. It's one of the valuable things. I don't, so I think it's I think it's good, and I think we're um, creating something great. I think we're creating a nice community here, and I think um, I'm all for having having comments. But I just yes, think it would be nice. It would be nice, not mandatory, but nice if if uh, somebody, especially somebody who's got the potential to be a, a contributor. I mean, it's obviously a, a bright person 
who's got some opinions and is, you know, is doing something great, you know, saying, um, in one of the comments, you know, I've made 25 to one on my direct response the past month using their techniques and I'm not even proficient at it yet. So it's somebody who's doing, um, who's doing stuff that'd be valuable to hear what they're doing. Yeah, and we're going to have a lot of different uh, guests because people really responded well to this one, and there are lots of people that are listening to I Love Marketing uh, uh, dot com right now. I just went to a, a conference uh, yesterday um, for uh, it, there's over a thousand people at it, and uh, I just popped in to see two of my friends uh, speak. Uh, one was Brian Tracy, and uh, who I've known for over a decade. I've had Brian speak at some of my events. He said, I told him about what we're doing with I Love Marketing. He's like, absolutely. Whenever you want me to be a guest, be happy to talk about marketing and how it's you know it's impacted his life and his business. Mm-hmm. And then also Bill Glazer, who with Glazer Kennedy, Dan Kennedy's company. And I talked to Dan Kennedy, who uh, wrote much of my sales copy the first nine years of my uh, marketing business, Piranha Marketing, and both of them uh, agreed to do I Love Marketing, um, you know, guest calls and talk about what their perspective is on marketing. And, um, Should we you tell know, them the big news? Go ahead. I'll let you Should do Should we it. tell them the big news? Tell them. Tell them. All right. So you guys know that our, our we're having our uh, first I Love Marketing live event in Phoenix on September 21st, 22nd. And we have invited Dan Kennedy to come and speak at the conference. So yep. if you're a Dan Kennedy fan, as both of us are, we were, we were thinking about, cause really literally we could have virtually anybody come and talk at the, at the workshop. And I think that this is probably the most fitting person that we could have just simply because he's somebody that both of us sort of were influenced by independently before we even met and was really the uh the guy who I think he's kept his finger on the pulse of exactly what's been going on in, in direct response. He's been a big pioneer. So yeah, I'm exactly. very excited about it. Yeah, yeah. The, um you know, back in the game. I'm happy Albert that did. he's excited about it and he doesn't really get excited about things. No, no. He and and we're gonna have a phone call with him in a couple of weeks, and we're gonna we're gonna yeah we're gonna do a, an, an interview with him uh, for I love marketing, and so we're gonna we're gonna bring some really cool perspectives and unique perspectives, and we're gonna talk to people about things that uh, you know you're usually not gonna hear them talk about in certain uh, formats, including like for instance, so we just did Gary Vaynerchuk, and Gary is a social media freaking technology uh, crazy madman who is just interacting with thousands of people a day hundreds one on one um and you know that takes a tremendous amount of time and there's a trade off for that and then we have our friend Tim Ferriss who wrote a uh, you know couple of major bestsellers the starting with the 4 hour work week and his latest book uh the four hour body of which, you know, both me and you, Dean, have done interviews with him on both, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on those books, uh, independently. And what we're going to do, because we want to bring to our listeners different perspectives. I mean, one of the biggest things that I think, uh, and, and this is a true story and he will be listening to this. There's a guy named Howie who actually is a, uh, really sharp fitness dude in, in Arizona. And I met him through a, a young guy named Anthony Mink that, uh, you know, I've been doing some work with and hanging out a bit with. And, um, 
basically, I met this guy in a gym, LA um, Fitness, and I was working out this morning at LA Fitness, and he comes up to me, and I'm talking to uh, a guy who's in my building, one of my tenants, his name's Tom Inkladon, he's this nutritional dude, and um, this guy comes up to me, I haven't seen him since the first time I met him a couple weeks ago, and he says, listen what I'm listening to, he puts the headphone uh, into up to my ear, and it's you talking. He was listening to I Love Marketing uh, podcast. And he's like, he told me, he goes, I've been listening to all the episodes. This totally has changed my whole perspective on how I look at marketing. I just never quite understood it before. And I love that word perspective. And we want to give people not just our perspectives. We want to give people different perspectives because everyone that's listening, you, uh, are gonna, you know, you're gonna hear and interpret things, uh, you know, through your own experience, through your own business, and and, and the application of it. And so we want to, uh, we want to introduce to you all kinds of very s- smart people. And so the complete opposite of how Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. works would be like a Tim Ferriss four hour message. work week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So guess and what? Setting the, up a muse. Yeah. Yeah. So the next episode after this one is going to be with Tim Ferriss. And so you can stay tuned for that one because that will be an upcoming I Love Marketing uh, you know, episode with Tim talking about marketing and we'll we'll ask him about uh you know, work and all that and then we'll see if 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 he, if he him and uh, Gary Vaynerchuk were to get in a fight who physically would go down first. I'm, we're going to try to maybe we can do a live stream Gary Vaynerchuk versus Tim Ferriss celebrity death de- match. match. We'll get him in the we'll get him in the octagon. Yeah, but you Maybe know we the, could do the, it as a sideshow. Maybe we could do it as a sideshow in September. Yeah, here's what's funny. I actually think Tim is the one that introduced me to Gary. Um, that's probably originally. Yeah, so they're friends also. Good. So that's all good. All right, so Dean, let's talk about. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Okay. So, you know, I think that there were there were some different opinions on the message board here on the uh, in the comments. And you know, one of the um things was that um people maybe felt that Gary kind of I'll use Apple's words here. The funny thing is he pretty much uh GV slapped 80 to 99% of everything Joe and Dean are teaching. Basically, he said uh, direct response, push marketing will die very soon, but you guys did it not, did not at least play devil's advocate. And I, I don't believe that he was talking about direct response marketing dying. I think when he's talking about push marketing, I don't look at direct response as, as push marketing because we look at it as attraction marketing and relationship marketing. Everything we've been talking about is is attracting people. I mean, we've been talking about finding a target audience. We've been talking about offering them a consumer awareness guide, and we've been talking about using education to to market with people. And that is a valid model. That's not going anywhere. I mean, there's the the vehicles that we have available to deliver those kind of messages to get in front of our target audience are uh, increasing. There's a lot more opportunities for it, but there's still something about being able to have a uniformed government employee deliver something right to somebody's front door for 50 cents, you know? Yep. 
There's something about that that's very appealing, especially in such a digital world. Sometimes having something analog makes a uh, breaks through where all the electronic noise doesn't. You know, it's a visceral experience to hold a direct mail package in your hand, to hold something physical. Well, you know, I'm getting ready to mail out uh, talking cards with uh, uh, Paula Abdul talking about my 25K group and how valuable it's been to her. And mm-hmm. it's going to be an actual mailing that we're mailing, and people are going to open up a card, and it's going to be Paul Abdul talking to him, and that's going to be very much analog. That's not going to be online, and that's going to be an impact that nowhere near could be created, um, you know, online uh, in the same way. And do I do I know it's going to work? No, I don't. But you know, in the real world, it's called failure. In the marketing world, it's called testing. And so I'm going to test it, and I very much doubt with the right list selection that it's going to fail. I believe. It's going to work very well. So, yeah, I, you know, first off, Gary is not an expert in direct mail, and he's not an expert in the things that we're an expert in any more than we can claim we're anywhere near an expert in his particular area. So that's why we want to bring different opinions and different skill sets here because it rounds out people's knowledge and education. I think one of the greatest things to take from, from Gary is just really pushing people into paying attention to things that uh, could be very beneficial and valuable. Do you have to do it? I mean, some of the things Gary says that, yeah, you know, you're going to be left in the dark. If, I mean, here's the deal. I, I think me and you, Dean, as an example, would we would still continue to do very well if we never had a Twitter account or a Facebook account and didn't even have a website. Me and you truly know how to make money. Uh, without even a website, and I have you know many clients uh, that have used. Well, we my... made a lot of money before we had websites. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... And, and <laughs> so it's you know, the, technology is important, but psychology is infinitely more important. And if right. you don't understand the, the the psychology, you can really go on a lot of weird paths with technology. And the biggest danger with people that are just constantly online and thinking that they should be talking and building a brand is like, well, what the hell are you selling? You know, because Gary Vaynerchuk has a wine business. He actually has a product that can be delivered and great service that can be delivered with a great product, just like Tony Shea does at Zappos, just like a lot of people do. And if you're, if you're a startup business owner and you really haven't even solidified what it is you actually sell, then you got to get clear on that before you just start going out and talking to everyone to build a quote-unquote brand. You know, I mean, I get really leery when people talk about brand building when, you know, they don't have any substance. I mean, you, it's useless to build something that doesn't have any substance. And people can occasionally point to weird things that happen that just happen to take off that you can't make any sense of. And, you know, it's some, but, but, you know, I wouldn't count on that. I mean, I would really look at real tangible substance, real products and services, a real need in the marketplace that people want, and then tying in. You know, great communication, great delivery, great list. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't matter if you do it online or offline. The point is, is who's your community, who's your audience, who are your prospects, and how are you communicating to them? Because in, there's a comment right on the very first comment from Apple from uh, Steve. Um, Moghan, is that how you pronounce his name? 
Maggie Steve Vaughn. Vaughn? Yeah. yeah, sorry, Steve, for butchering your name there. Uh, but it says, hi, Mr. Apples. I didn't see uh, GVs, as in Gary Vaynerchuk's material, is contradicting G- uh, Joe Polish and Dean Jackson. I think uh, GV's approach is the ultimate education-based marketing, in his case, daily education about wine. Uh, I also see the consumer guide as a way of serving potential uh, customers. Once again, I don't see a problem. In general, I see both approaches encouraging us to think what real value can we give our customers or potential customers if we can provide value, especially in terms of education, then we're positioning ourselves as experts and our customers will pay for our expertise and products. And some of the very first I Love Marketing podcast, we really talked about positioning because marketing really is a positioning game. And like you had mentioned earlier, Dean, uh, it's it's attraction marketing instead of pushing it on people. You know, I mean, back in 1992, I gave away my first free room of carpet cleaning in order to, you know, give something away for free. Now our friends like Evan Pagan talk about moving the free line, and Seth Godin wrote a book a few years after that called Permission Marketing. I mean, we were doing permission marketing, you know, and there were many people long before us, you know, decades before us, that were doing position marketing, but that's not typically what ad ad agencies and brand-building organizations or PR companies focus on. You know, it's a completely different thing, and so that's why... You know, so much of our communication is built around that. And just like this podcast, this podcast is education-based marketing. And someone commented, it might even have been Apple's in a few, you know, episodes prior that said, oh, yeah, you know, here's the setup. Here's really what these guys are doing. They're just setting it up so that they can sell a conference. And and I thought that was a kind of a comical comment because we, I will assure you, all of our listeners, that... Um, first off, we teach marketing. So if, if to say that you should read a book or you should invest in this or invest in that occasionally, uh, we're going to do that because that's how we learned. I mean, both me and Dean have spent a fortune on our education, uh, but it's always come back to us, you know, many, many times. It's, it's been the greatest investment in the world. And so taking the time and your attention to listen and learn is, is, is very crucial. And if there's other things that we can recommend that will help you, like, you know, stuff for free, like read the Gary Halbert letter that we posted or listen to this podcast, we're going to obviously do that. And if we have a conference, uh, like we're having on September 21st and 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona, we're going to say, hey, come to it. But I'll tell you, I've been doing sold-out conferences for the last 15 years long before you know, I love marketing ever existed. So we're not doing this podcast as a setup to try to sell somebody something, as a setup to try to launch a product. Uh, none of that at all. We're going to continue to always just share, you know, what we consider really useful, valuable, cutting-edge advice on, on marketing effectively. And uh, hopefully you'll find some of our conversations back and forth amusing too, not just like all technique and tactics, but, you know, for the most part. Uh, I think I'm funnier than Dean it, it, it's on certain days, but uh, he would argue. You know what that. I always say to people is, I always say to people about that because they they always comment how we have a good rapport, a good uh, dynamic on the on the podcast, and I would right. say, you know, because we've known each other for a very long time, and I, I, I describe it that we have the perfect balance of respect and disrespect for each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, and yeah, and I mean, like, people need to freaking lighten up, man. There, there's so many uptight people on the planet too. I, I really think the people you love, you should go out and at least diss them a little bit. I mean, scare them, you know, jump out from, you know, 
behind the closet or something, but don't be cruel. Just just a little bit of irritation. So let's talk a little bit about how and when you believe and I believe that Gary's approach to things is um, – and let's define what are what are we calling Gary's approach? I would call Gary's approach like a high touch one to one type of of relationship that he's building. I mean, he's building um, you know real relationships with people. Yeah, I think I think he uh, you know he calls it social equity, and uh, right. I think I think there's a lot to be said. You know, and in other ways, you can say goodwill. Uh, and I will tell you, you know, um, I had. You would have loved this, Dean. When I was walking through this conference, I'm not kidding you, I had at least 40 people come up to me in the span of three hours and say, I've been listening to I Love Marketing. I love it. Now, we're in a concentrated group of marketers that were at InfusionCon right. because they use Infusion Soft software, and I was the second direct marketer ever uh, in the country to ever use Infusion. So I've funneled um, a lot of money into their original development of this, and, and I still don't even know how to use the software, which is funny because my, my, my team, my staff, knows how to use it. So, And we use a bunch of different sort of things, but Infusion is one of the things that we use. And uh, all these people were coming up to me and saying how much they love I Love Marketing, which is super cool. So hello to all of you guys and gals. Um, but basically, um, you know, he calls it social equity. I, you know, I look at it as goodwill. And, and a lot of people, you know, when I was talking to him, you know, I just try to be friendly. And so, but here's my point. When, when people like know you, like you, and trust you, even if you've never met them, like a lot of people knew me, but I didn't know them. And what I realize is when you're really nice and pleasant and you talk and you take the time to say hello, that's not just like another casual conversation. This is someone that you really look up to. And so if I, if I ever go to a book author or someone that I've read their work, I admire them, they've given me an idea that's helped me, and I, I, I engage them and, you know, it could be, you know, uh, at a distance through email or through a phone call or in person, and they're very pleasant and they respond back, you know, I think those people remember it. They remember it at a much different level and so Gary is trying to do that and does not trying I mean he does do it very effectively day in and day out yeah and he's there and you can see it I mean you follow his uh, Twitter and you see that he's constantly in communication with people every day he's constantly um, constantly tweeting all the time all hours and but it and that's one way you know that's his way that's his DNA he's the guy that and I, I really loved the book. I mean, I loved the Thank You Economy because he really talks about the whole progression. And you look, you know, a hundred years ago when when he's talking about, um, you know, Bob the Butcher being the family butcher, and everybody walks down to Bob the Butcher, and he knows exactly who you are, and he knows what you like, and he he goes out of his way to make sure that he sets aside exactly what you like or prepares it, cuts it just the way you like it, because he knows that if he doesn't, that you're going to go down to Bill the Butcher, and he's probably lost you, you know? And I think that what Gary's saying is that it's coming back around to that. Like now, since Twitter and Facebook, literally it's only been in the last four, five years that we've even had the possibility of being so 
connected to our friends, to our neighbors, to the people that we know and influence. And you do see it happening. I mean, you see people talking about remodeling their their kitchen and taking pictures of it and and you know showing all the the progress of it on their Facebook page and if that contractor ever did anything wrong you know immediately that they're going to get uh that that's going to get aired on their Facebook page, you know, and you know that another example he uses is, you know, that, you know, when Betty buys a new pair of shoes that she just got them from Nordstrom's because she puts it right up there in her status, you know, and so we're we're definitely, there's not, not really any way to fight it. It's happening around you, whether you're going to skillfully engage that, whether you're going to be somebody who, who participates on that level and takes advantage of it. And, and I think that the, the, the message that Gary's saying is, if not you, somebody's gonna, somebody is going to, and it might not be your, your, um, style to do it, but somebody's going to do it. It's an opportunity, but I don't think it's for all businesses. You know, I mean, I, I've been thinking about this a lot and I, whenever I'm, I'm thinking about things like this, I, I was drawing in my journal here. I've got some, um, I look for polarities. So I really always look for context to see the system that's at play underneath any situation. So when I'm looking at this, I, I just, I wrote, drew some polarities here. And by polarities, I mean just a straight line with one extreme on one end and the other extreme on the other. So on the, the polarity of the frequency of purchase, for instance, depending on your business, if you are in a, a restaurant or you're in a convenience store or you're in something, there's there's quite likely the opportunity that somebody's going to purchase your product daily. That's the that's the ultimate frequency there. But if you're like somebody who was on one of the comments of our earlier episodes or in the casket business, somebody's only gonna buy one casket, you know? And you don't know when that's gonna be. And it's not really that comfortable to you know, continue talking about it early on, you know, it's not something that you'd want to have like a daily communication with your, <laughs> your casket vendor, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, hey, you know, uh, Joe, I noticed in your Facebook picture there, you're looking a little, uh, peaked. Uh, how, how would you describe peaked? Peaked meaning, uh, pale. You're looking a little... Drawn. Oh, you're trying to be you're funny looking, here. I thought okay, you were you're actually, looking a little I, sick. I mean, can you I got how you how you feeling, Joe? I got you know. I'm sitting there being all serious, and you're just trying to yeah. be kind of funny. I mean, it's not a funny. But subject, that's one you know? polarity, you know. And you look at it. Go there. It's somebody carpet cleaning. Somebody may get their carpets cleaned once every six months. Some people yeah. may get it done once a year. Uh, somebody might buy a house every seven years. Somebody might buy a new car every three years. They might send their kid to college one time. Um, so there's there's lots of um, lots of variables, even just in the frequency of purchase, that are going to determine how you how you approach that. Well, yeah, and what what I what I will say also too is just from my own you know speaking for my own kind of way of going about doing things. 
uh, I don't ever want to have to set something up where I am constantly at the beck and call of of email and electronics because I I believe for me it's extremely unhealthy to be staring at a computer screen all day long. And I think your brain functions better when you can uh, disconnect. And there are times where I will, you know, take uh, free days for a week or two weeks at a time. Uh, I remember, you know, like, um, oh, God, how many months ago was this? Uh, not last year, I went to Bali uh, for over a week. And then the, prior to that, I went to um, Vietnam with Tim Ferriss on vacation for nine days and with Tim and several other, you know, uh, just great people, and I went to Galapagos for ten days, and the entire month uh, I literally uh, did not go online except mm-hmm. uh, for during the week. Well, first off, in Galapagos, I, I for ten days straight I didn't even look at a computer screen um, because you know I didn't want to. I, I wanted to be completely disconnected. But in between Vietnam, what's that? How did you feel? Oh, I mean, unbelievable. So for the entire yeah. month, I didn't work. I mean, I literally did not work. I went online in between to, like, find restaurants and things like that, but I wasn't checking email, I mean, for an entire month. And, you know, I, I think it's awesome. And I have a team of people that, you know, were there things that were missed? Were there opportunities? Yeah, of course. But, you know, so what? Um, you know, Dan Sullivan has this great thing, like, if you go out swimming in the in the ocean, as an example, and you're out there for a while, and you, you you come out of the ocean, and you're, you know, walking up on the beach, and someone comes up to you and says, you know, how was the swim? How was the surfing? You know, whatever you're doing. You don't say, you know, it was really great, but I missed a lot of the ocean. You know, <laughs> you're never going to get the whole ocean. And that's the challenge with going into, like, responding to everyone and trying to reach and touch everyone. I mean, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, it's in his DNA. I think a lot of people are not well served to be online all day long and trying to communicate with that. And I think a lot of people in a lot of businesses, like you're saying, I mean, most of my professional carpet and upholstery cleaners, and there's many of them that are listening to this podcast, you know, they do not need to be online uh, all the time communicating it with everyone, having a giant Twitter following. I mean, it, it you know, would, if they like it and it fits, great. You know, I have a... You know, I have a, a couple of people that, uh, uh, you know, the Michelsons is an example. Mickelsons, I always say their name wrong. You know, they're fantastic with Facebook. I mean, they just do so much business and everything through Facebook. And, uh, you know, they do an awesome job, and they, they love it. it. I mean, it totally fits in with what they do and how they do it. But, you know, other people don't. And I think everyone should write this down and take everything that we said, Gary Vaynerchuk said, and in, in, in Put it up against your own business, your own life experience, and, and your own behavior and your own DNA uh, of what you are good at and what you're not good at. And it's the Peter Drucker quote that is, there's nothing more useless than doing really well that which need not be done at all. There's nothing <laughs> more useless than doing really well that which need not be done at all. And, you know, uh, I was talking to Frank Kern a while back about um, – Twitter and Facebook, you know, and, and, and he was saying that, you know, if, if you're going to pick one or the other, you know, you're better off picking one and doing one really well than trying to do two of them half-ass. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I tend to agree with that. So, you know, whatever you're going to jump in, what's that? Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. So, you know, whatever you're going to jump into, first off, know that if you're going to pick a platform, you're going to actually use the platform and it's not going to use you. 
Um, you know, most people don't use email, it uses them. Most people don't use Facebook, it uses them. And so I would recommend you use the stuff and you utilize the stuff. Don't get, don't become a prisoner of it. Um, and you can become a prisoner of it, and some people want to. I mean, they want to live in that world. I don't want to live in that world to that extent. You know, you and so... At, you know, you look at, uh, you know, so Gary, everything about what Gary has done has been daily videos, daily tweeting, constant tweeting, being engaged, getting going everywhere, um, every conference, meeting everybody in person, being on all the, the media. Um, and it's, like we said, it's not work for him. It's not, he's not having to discipline himself to to do this it's it's in his dna he has he's has to do that he's compelled to do that and certain people are are like that and i think you know whether that's you or not you know i think and it's just as uh, the more important thing i think what you you were saying was when you have interactions with people and they're going to remember that if they know you like you and trust you, you know, um, Tim Ferriss has built a very successful, uh, a very rabid following with doing a, um, you know, twice a week on, on a blog, sometimes once a week, not blogging every day or multiple posts during the day. He's, Gone, and he'll talk about this when we when we talk to him. Over chose you know quality over quantity in terms of of doing less frequent posting, but but more meaty um, articles. I've even before we do the we started doing the I Love Marketing podcast. I've built a very successful business on a weekly podcast for you know I have had one of the one of the very first podcasts out uh, back in in 2005 when it first all started started the the marketing Monday podcast and built a very successful business on a once a week podcast so you know you, I think it you really get into doing what you're doing and focus more on adding value you know is that I think that's the bigger question is can I add value to somebody? You know, where you look at, if we talk about those polarities again and talk about somebody who's doing something daily, who could consume something daily or weekly or monthly, I think you want to have more frequent communication with somebody like that. But if you're in a business where they're only going to consume your product once, like a casket, then it may make total sense to have a consumer's guide to buying caskets. And have that as the only, you know, you've got one communication with people and you're going to educate them and lead them to, to making the right decision. And you're not going to, you know, have a, a, a daily, the daily casket video, you know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, a lot of, more of these, um, I got a couple of more of these polarities that help kind of distinguish these things. Cause I really have been thinking about this, about how, how to make, when it makes sense and how to know when it makes sense. So the the second polarity that I have is the um the the timeline. And so the timeline being that some the very short timeline on one end now 
that somebody, an impulse purchase, somebody's going to make a decision on, you know, they're going to look at your product and they're going to buy it right now versus a decision that on the other end may take them, you know, years to, to decide on what they're going to do or they research things or they only, uh, you know, do it frequently or uh, infrequently might be something like, like buying a house. It's going to, some people start that process a year or 18 months ahead of time, you know, before they actually, before they actually do anything. I imagine, you know, parents start shopping colleges, um, you know, years ahead of time, you kind of target towards a, a certain thing. So I think when you look at your business and you start to think where, what is the 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 life cycle or the the buying cycle? Is it now or is it long term? Um, another one would be on one end: is it a local business that that the people who are consuming um, the services or or products that you offer are they consuming them within you know five miles of where you are right now, or are you serving? On the opposite end of the spectrum, a global market, building what what Hugh McLeod would call a global micro brand, you know, where you're you're located where you are, but you've got people buying your product from all over the world. Um, and then the final one I had was was price. You know, is it a low price item that's maybe you know a buck or a couple of bucks or under you know twenty dollars all the way up to a high price item where they might be spending a million dollars for a custom home. Um, I think all of those things, I think if you kind of look at that, it, it kind of can help guide what makes the most sense in how frequently or how, um, you know, how, how you should communicate with people. That's what I'm trying to say. That is exactly. Say. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, Dean, what I would like to do, I'd like to actually comment on a couple. Well, what's the other polarity? I want. I don't want to get you off track here because I'm no, really it. good. That at was it. all. That was okay. also frequency. Are they going to buy? You know, is it a daily frequency or is it a once in a lifetime thing? Or the next one was the life cycle or the the buying cycle? Is it right now or is it uh, you know two years from now? Um, the the proximity is it local? Or are you serving a global market? And the the price is it low price or high price? Where where do you fit on that? You know, so if you look at something like wine, uh, you know, Gary does the daily videos. You've got something that somebody might consume, probably not daily, but weekly. Maybe it might be something that there is a very short life or a short uh, buying cycle. They decide they want something. They're going to buy it right now. They're not going to kind of you know, they're not going to kind of uh, weigh all their decisions on a on a thirty dollar wine purchase. They might buy something impulsively like that, and um, you know, he's serving a multiple state uh, market. Some states he can't ship to, but while within the United States, basically, and I would say a moderately priced, uh, moderately priced item. You know. Yep, yep. And you know, there, there's a lot of impulse buys too. I mean, you look at things like Groupon, you know, that developed a system to bring to many, many people what many of the, obviously the clients of Groupon, the businesses that offer specials in order to acquire a customer for a 
unbelievable price-based yep. offer, you know, Groupon actually, you know, created a very successful model of, uh, you know, delivering. And it's local. It's local businesses, and you get them every day. You know what the one was today? It was pretty interesting because I had to click through to take a look. Um, today, I, in Winter Haven, today the offer was for seventy-five percent off on at uh, Mattress Firm. There are uh, mattress. Do you have mattress firms in? Uh, Yep, in Phoenix or is it a yep. Florida company? You do have mattress firms. We, okay, I'm almost so, positive we have mattress firms here. Yeah, mm, yeah. So there's six locations in between Winter Haven and Lakeland, and seventy five percent off. But here's what it was: is you could buy a two hundred dollars, uh, you could buy a two hundred dollar gift card. I guess is what it was: a two hundred dollars towards a, a mattress for twenty five dollars. Wow. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Or for no, it was for uh, fifty dollars. You could buy a two hundred dollar, uh, two hundred dollar gift card towards a mattress for fifty dollars, but the offer was seventy five percent off, which it was. So you're thinking, oh, are gonna, you know, are they selling mattresses for seventy five percent off? But they sold, you know, a portion of it lower price than it's probably. Let's say the lowest price mattress might be four hundred dollars. And they're giving somebody, uh, you know, $200 of that for $50 and they're going to apply that to the, uh, to the $400 mattress, the lowest priced mattress. So they're going to have, uh, to pay an extra $200. So they're basically the worst case scenario is that they're going to take the, um, they're going to end up selling a $400 mattress for $250. But on the other end, somebody might buy that $50 and buy a $5,000 Tempur-Pedic bed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a client grab methodology. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's, what's kind of interesting about Groupon uh, and, and how smart it is, um, you know, I mean, I think it's the fastest billion dollar business yeah. in history. And, yeah. um, you know, I mean, what they did is, a, you know, they provided a vehicle to bring in a boatload of clients. You know, I mean, they basically have done the initial marketing for a tremendous amount of people based on lifetime value of a client. And uh, mm-hmm. they have made a fortune doing it. And they've also helped really build a lot of businesses, but here's the cool thing too, which a lot of people don't understand, you know, because we talk about the power of words and copy. You know, Groupon actually has copywriters on staff that put together the right way to convey and communicate the offer. It's all about offers. It's all about copy. It's all about the list. And the list happens to be the Groupon list. And a lot of it is impulse buys. And the follow-up is very good because, I mean, I, I've bought one thing. No, two things, actually. I had my assistant, Eunice, actually buy um, a yoga uh, thing for me, mm-hmm. um, which I ended up giving away. Um, but I, um, I, do, I do, actually, I do yoga quite a bit, just so everyone out there, if you really need to know. Um, That's what I keeps put, you so sexy and trim. Oh, totally. I can put my legs behind my head. I'm, on Paul Abdul's, here, I'm going to just name drop and try to make it sound like I'm actually saying something, but it's just purely my insecurities causing me to name drop. Uh, Paula Abdul has on, we, we were out dancing in San Francisco one night. Me and Paula, and, uh, we were out with, um, who else was with us? We, uh, Gail and Eunice. 
and uh, and I don't dance. I'm like I get embarrassed by dancing, you know, publicly and stuff. But I'm with Paul Abdul, and I'm like, sorry, you know, we have to dance. And so we're out dancing at this club. Embarrassing and, enough to just walking around. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm amazed none of this ever showed up all over YouTube and stuff because there were cameras and pictures everywhere. It's bizarre. I don't even know how that happened, but I'm sure they're out there. I just haven't seen them. But anyway, um, at the end of the night, I showed you know Paula some yoga moves, and I actually put my freaking feet behind my head, which looks absolutely ri- ridiculous, um, and she took a picture of it, and I've actually shown this in presentations, like the picture, because I'm like, what the hell, it's, I might as well make myself look like an idiot, but that's what comes up on her phone when um, when when I call, is that picture of me with my feet behind my head, I just thought I needed to, to say that, but prior to that, what the hell were we talking about, so I can get back on track, I just had an ADD moment, <laughs> Group remember? Time. What was Groupon? Well, we were talking about Groupon, but... Uh, oh, okay. Yoga. No, no, okay, yoga yeah. So I got yoga. See, see oh, what happens. I say yoga, and it just goes do down to... see what I live... Do you see what I go Where? through? Do you see yeah. what I go through? Imagine yeah, yeah. spending an entire week with me. <laughs> Bright, shiny objects. Boom. Welcome to my uh, world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the other thing is I bought, like, uh, gift certificates uh, for an online organic food place. And I have not used these things yet. And this was, like, a couple months ago. And Groupon, you know, did a great job of following up to remind me to use the stuff that I bought. And I thought, man, that's really great because so many of these things people don't use. And so that's why a lot of it, you know, it's breakage. It's uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's non-usage of some of the things that people use. And so they still collect the money. But they actually, you know, they made a point to say, remind you to spend, you know, use your gift certificate. So I thought that was super mm-hmm. cool. So the point is, and how this relates to everyone out there, it's still about offers. It's still about targeting. Not every single, you know, technique and methodology is going to work for you. Just like the Peter Drucker quote, you know, you, you want to pick the things that are going to be effective. And one thing that I want to dispel, and we're going to say this, and it'll probably be redundant, uh, but me and Dean, um, and Dean, if you disagree with anything I'm about to say, by all means, pipe in, um, me and Dean are big proponents and believers of spending money on advertising that works. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, people brag constantly in this new social media world that, oh, I don't spend any money on advertising. Advertising's dead. No one would do this. No one would do that. But, you know, there's, you're going to spend time, money, and energy, uh, and attention to generate business. And if you want to take the social media route, you don't want to do any PR, you want to go out and organically, you know, develop relationships and grow your business and all that sort of stuff and you're never going to buy banner ads and ad words and you're never going to run an ad and on tv or radio or whatever you know that's nothing to brag about i mean you know if you can spend a dollar and it'll bring back five dollars and you can do that and you can do that using robotic marketing methods that we've been teaching mm-hmm. on you know prior Why episodes of yeah, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. And to brag about it like you're smart because you don't spend any money on advertising is kind of idiotic in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, uh, there, there are people that I see, they'll be like, they really want to grow their business and they'll spend hours, you know, in front of a computer trying to interact with the least productive sort of clients when you can simply do a targeted direct mail campaign or run an ad online or offline and drive a tremendous amount of business that is attracted, well-positioned, educated in advance, and they show up on your site or calling you pre-interested, pre-motivated, pre-qualified, and predisposed to give you money. Any method that you can do that's elf, easy, lucrative, and fun, you should do it. 
And so I'm, I'm not one of these people that's ever going to say, you know, advertising is dead or, you know, I mean, please. I mean, it's, it doesn't make any right. sense. Now, maybe dead for your business or whatever, but I'm yet to see a business that that actually applies to. So, right. you know, learn how to. Are you going to have to go to the yellow pages again? <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll have to do the yellow page roulette. Yeah, roulette. Again. It, uh, it, and yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what I want to do, Dean, I want to first off, I want to acknowledge the people that have given us comments on this. Um, you know, on on the uh, episode ten with Gary Vaynerchuk, that was yeah, yeah. John, Let's... John Hawes, Marcus Stoltz, uh, Tracy uh, Wilkerson, Robert Bridge, Lynn Brown. We've got uh, Kate now, Lynn, Austin. I was reading Lynn's comment that Lynn agrees with everything that that Gary said. See, I think that there's something about, uh, and I keep using Gary's word DNA, that there's something about if this is either in your DNA that you it resonates with you and you really you want to be out communicating with people all the time, connected to people all the time, um, or you don't. And and uh, you know, there's nothing. Nothing wrong with that, because there's lots of rooms. I mean, if we did the, if we had the polarity, you know, if we had the uh, the polarity of being constantly in communication with people and and you know being instantly connected, we'd have Gary on on one pole and we could have Dan Kennedy on the other pole who doesn't have a cell phone. Doesn't yeah, ex- exactly. go online. Doesn't go on the internet. Uses a fax machine to communicate with them. Yep, I'm one of the few people that have Dan's home number, and he right. prefers fax. That's how he communicates. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, you know, uh, yeah. So I mean, what the hell? That'll be interesting. <laughs> That'll be great too when we uh, when we have uh, when we have Dan. Yeah, so basically on, uh, our, an interview. Yeah. our event, if you want to actually come to our event, we at the time we're doing this podcast, we don't even have a sales letter. Uh, our own existing clients uh, in Piranha um, that we've gone out to and stuff, we've got uh, over 125 people registered right now. We will totally sell this thing out. The price point, and I will say it, uh, should I say the price point or let's leave that out of here? Let's surprise them. Let's put, I think that the, the best thing for, for people to do right now is to be, is to go to ilovemarketing.com and leave their name and their email address to get on our, our notification list. So, cause we'll send out everything to everybody with all of the, um, information over the next, uh, few weeks here. Okay, so, and by the way, it says want mouth opening marketing ideas by electronic mail, and there's a uh, very handsome fella that in black and white with his mouth open, and then it says your name and your email, get the love. And just click the get the love button, and then you will be on there. And me and Dean promise you we will never turn I Love Marketing into a blatant sales pitch. Um, where all we're trying to do is, you know, sell people something. What we want to sell you on, now, let me say that in the right context. What we want to sell you on is the belief and understanding of direct response marketing as being the most effective way that you can grow and build your business and that. Yeah. And we, 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 our goal is to give, you know, 
more valuable information away for here for free than what most people would would charge for and and many people have told us we absolutely have done that uh with the episodes that we've posted and so I want to also uh those of you on Ed Dale's list uh thank you Ed for sending out a um a blast about this podcast and telling people and thank you Frank Kern because our friend Frank Kern notified a lot of people on his list about it and then Phil Brown and then we've got Richard and who else we got Lynn Brown again here we got uh Jordy um and look at you Dean the very handsome fellow we got John and Jessica and so um yeah uh I really appreciate everyone making the comments please let us know um, and Dean, uh, we need to wrap up here in a, in a few minutes. So, I want to uh, I want to let a, a sane individual like you actually guide people into the uh, uh, what to do next and what we're going to um, talk about on the next episode. And any other <laughs> words of wisdom and and pearls that you want to share? And I want this to be really good. Whatever you're going to yeah. say. Perfect. Well, we got a couple of minutes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to. You're going to make some people, weird static noise back there? I just heard that. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been talking about Twitter and, and people saying that, you know, you can't really, uh, they've never seen anybody make any money on Twitter or turn it into anything. And so I'm going to turn people on to um, what's right in the middle. It's happening right now um, is that Kevin Smith who's the filmmaker. You've probably um, seen him around over the years. He's the filmmaker that made Clerks and Chasing Amy and Jay and Silent Bob and Zack and Miri Make a Porno and uh, all these movies that, uh, you know, you've, you've maybe seen. Well, on his, his um, latest movie, he made a movie called Red State. And Red State is a what he's calling a, a horror movie, a psychological horror movie kind of thing, um, which is about a um, a group of of people who are very similar to the Phelps family from Westboro Baptist. If you see those, the people who um, they were just in the news again today, they're going to picket Elizabeth Taylor's funeral. Um, you know, they go, they're the ones that picket all the, um, soldiers' funerals and, you know, kids' funerals and they've got all their, they're just, it's a hateful, you know, um, group that they, they're out promoting, um, uh, and picketing all of these, uh, all these things with signs that say, you know, God hates fags and all kinds of, of hateful things that they're, that they're out doing. And so Kevin's movie is about a group of kids that fall into a group like this. And, um, the movie, if you, um, have been following everything on, uh, online is premiered at Sundance. And Kevin Smith has been doing something very interesting here. He's decided to self-distribute his movie. And so typically he did a great talk at Sundance about the state of the movie industry. And he's really using social media to completely, you know, 
reinvent the way that movies get distributed. And so he tells the story about how the the math of the movies works. He spent $4 million low budget to make this movie. And he was talking about how he could sell that movie right there at Sundance for probably $6 million, maybe $7 million that night. And what a studio would do is they would put, or a distributor would do is they'd put $20 million into advertising that movie and running, you know, coming soon trailers and newspaper ads and all the things, you know, to let people know that the movie's out there. And now all of a sudden his, his $4 million movie needs to make $26 million just to break even before it's even been out to see anybody. So what Kevin had decided to do was bypass that whole industry and, He's got 1.8 million Twitter, Twitter followers. And this guy is a Twittering fool. I mean, he tweet, he tweets constantly. It's, it's, um, something as a lesson to kind of observe here because here's a guy who's, you know, on tour right now. He's taking the movie all across the country at big theaters. He started at Radio City Music Hall. He's working his way across the country. He's going to end up in, in, uh, Los Angeles at the Wiltern Theater. But to watch somebody who's making money with Twitter and directing, uh, you know, up, up, turning over an entire industry, it's a something wonderful to see happening. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned from it. You know, he's much more like Gary Vaynerchuk as far as his DNA goes. It's all about the conversation. It's all about being in communication with his audience. And uh, so, if you want to follow along with that and love to hear your comments on it, uh, you can follow Kevin Smith at uh, twitter.com forward slash that Kevin Smith. And uh, there's a, a lesson. There's somebody who's, you know, he's already this little tour here is going to, is going to, you know, gross them over, I think it was a million and a half dollars or something like that for the month of March doing this tour with zero advertising all on Twitter and getting out there and, and his, uh, podcasts. So. Yep. You, you the, watched, the, the, you the watched point the is video, you can, right? Yeah. Yeah. The point is you can use that and yeah, people should watch the video cause I think it'll re- it's really fascinating. And he's, he's, you know, I think he's a I'm, really I'll sharp the video. Dude. Uh, that's what, I'll put the video up on the, uh, on the blog for us. Too. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Do it. It's really cool. And someone actually videotaped it in the, um, um, sitting in the audience and then posted it online at Sundance. Yeah. And let me also mention one of the things within a week of putting a free recorded message on my Twitter page, someone called the free recorded message and bought $3,000 worth of stuff from my company, Piranha Marketing. So if you want to see my Twitter page and how to have a free recorded message on there, just go to twitter.com forward slash Joe Polish. And you will see uh, the silly pictures of me. We just put up a new background, but there's a little post-it note graphic that has a free recorded message. 
And if you actually look at that, you will see how we actually use Twitter um, to to get people off of Twitter to call a free recorded message if they really want to. And if anyone wants a really cool Twitter page uh, done, uh, we can do that. Uh, but we're not like 99designs. Uh, we're, we're more expensive. But we actually have a design company called Piranha Marketing Design. And um, it's Piranha, P-I-R-A-N-H-A, marketingdesign.com. And I'm not giving you that just so you can buy something. Well, if you want to actually see what it is we've done, uh, go to that site, click on Clients, and then click on Paula Abdul, and you can see her Twitter background because we actually it'll take you right to her Twitter page, which has 1,894,628 followers as of right now. And uh, there, on the left-hand side of Paula Abdul's page is where you can buy Paula's music on iTunes, uh, on Amazon. You can friend her on Facebook, and you can get involved in the nonprofit thing that she does. And that's all right on the Twitter page. So there are these response mechanisms, and you can see examples of how we've actually incorporated direct response marketing and response mechanisms into the design of some of our clients so that will give you an example but yeah that's it so that alone if you're on twitter or any sort of social media you can pick up ideas just from doing that and and follow kevin smith because yeah very sharp dude and uh so dean any any final thoughts if you want to see a twitter page from a guy that rarely tweets and has eleven thousand followers you could go to the dean jackson the as in the the dean jackson twitter.com the dean jackson i like the page i'm looking at it right now it's great it's pretty funny huh yeah i'm gonna redo mine yeah yeah well we'll we'll do it for you gratis on uh, just because you're you're such a handsome fella and uh, yeah so stay tuned because the next guest episode we're going to have is with mr tim ferris and we're going to talk to him about marketing and how he has done marketing which you're rarely going to hear the type of things that we're going to have tim reveal on the next episode of i love marketing um, dot com and so you're on itunes go check out our page if you actually want to see some of the videos and stuff that we post and if you're going to make a comment man up and that applies to men and women, and identify yourself. And if you're going to say anything negative, then identify who you are as a real human being. And we appreciate all of you listening. And uh, until next time, have yourselves a wonderful week. Thank you. Thanks.